please. Testing one, two, testing one, two. Testing one, two, top 10 JV's boys race. Guess what? We won another JV meet. Yeah, we did. It was so winning this. Welcome to the run, West Forsyth High School's podcast. And we're living in the limelight this week because yesterday is quite possibly, Scott, you said it while ago, one of the most perfect cross-country days that definitely in West Forsyth High School cross-country history. Uh, I'm Clayton, one of your hosts with... Uh, Coach Scott Griffith. He's back with us, folks, from flying all around the world. He was in Hawaii, Portland... Yeah, I don't know where I am, Clayton, but I'm happy to be back here happy to by, be the, <laughs> by the ping pong back, table. Back by the ping pong <laughs> yeah. table in Coach Tillery's basement. Yeah. Right? And we also got with us Coach Zach Tyler. If you guys can see him today, he's been in Dahlonega all day. He's wearing a flannel shirt. His beard's cut just right. He's, he's country cool right now. He's a John Denver song is what he is. <laughs> yeah. Country I, cool. I'm all right with that. You're all right with that? Hey, folks, only one thing to talk about this week. We're going to jump right into it. What a great day we had at our area meet yesterday over in Canton, Georgia. You know, we talk sometimes and you hear us talk about, well, we don't run flat courses, all that. Well, we we're wrong. Yeah. We do. <laughs> we, we, we don't train specifically for them, but the kids sure ran well yesterday. You, uh, unbelievably, top to bottom, again, best day we've had. Uh, real quick, just overall reactions. Let's hit it here. Zach, what you got? Um, just honestly, I mean – we can talk about many things, but one of the things that really stuck out with me was just the execution. Execution came when it when it was needed, and they went out there and just absolutely took care of business, and not just in the race, but just getting ready for the race. We never had any issues with anything, and it was just really nice for us as coaches that they have everything together. And again, when you have everything together, everything together and execute it, everything kind of flows through. And you need to go where you need to go. Zach, it really was amazing because we didn't give the kids real specific instructions on things like uh, paces to hit at the mile. We felt like that they had done enough in training to understand what they needed to do to execute. But I, I hung around by the mile mark just in case because I wanted to see sort of how we got out. And when I saw those kids come across in pretty much every race, the position they were at the mile mark, as a coach, if I had written it down and put it on paper – that's where they were. So it was like, bingo. Yep. We, you taught the kids to learn how to perceive what effort feels like and how to apply it. And that's hard to do in these races like area because sometimes in those races, there are, there are athletes that are really excited and they'll go out way too fast and they can't chase that. There are some of the races where, you know, if we've got to run up front, maybe the pace wouldn't have gone out as hard as it needed to if we didn't take the pace. So they, they nailed it. Yeah, it was, it was unreal, you know, and it goes back to – as coaches, we got together right around fall break, and, and Scott sent an email to us, and we're always kind of talking via that way, but we laid out a race plan we wanted for the last month of the season, and we've kind of stuck to it at every place we've gone, and it's just kind of been hammered home, and, and thankfully you guys listened. Hey, I talked last week about giving a genuine effort for your teammates, not for yourself, not for your parents, not for your coaches, not for your team, not for West Forsyth, but for your teammates, the people you're in the trenches with. And when it comes down to it, this is, I know it's going to be really short of me today, but we simply wanted it more than the other teams. 
That's what it came down to. You know, uh, I, I call it want to sometimes, and you guys and gals had want to. End of story, period. Put a stamp on it. Yeah, that's what sports is all about at the end of the day. Just about at any sport at any level, the team who wants it the most, assuming that they have an appropriate amount of talent and they've worked hard enough to be prepared to be there, you know, you do all of that work to be ready when you get that chance. When the chance shows up, you pay it off, and wanting to made the, all the difference. Attitude and effort. I mean, everybody came in. We had a couple of really standout racers out there that stepped up and had unbelievable races, and we'll probably get to that soon. Every so. race. So, Scott, your thoughts? Well, so, as you guys both know, I've had a really busy 10 days. So, I started off in Hawaii, and then I was in Portland for Nike meetings, flew in on a red eye. So, by the time last night rolled around and the races were over, I was wiped out. I, I didn't go to bed until about midnight, and I slept straight through. I didn't set an alarm until 12.30 this morning. And then you know what I woke up to? What'd you wake up to? A gigantic mess. And it's these <laughs> kids' fault. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> they, they destroyed our record book, Clayton. That's... They made a giant mess out of our record book. And Paint it, it green, man. It, Paint it green. It took me like yeah. two hours to clean up the record book. They destroyed the team averages. They destroyed the top 30 all-time. They destroyed the JV deal. These kids made a gigantic mess, and I had to clean it up. So that's that's kind of my takeaway. Big that, mess. That might be the best mess you've ever had <laughs> to mess with, pun intended. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's nothing more. We're just going to jump right into the races. We're going to go race by race. We're going to start out with uh, the JV girls, and we're going to kind of do this round robin today. We're not going to have anybody break down each race. Uh, we will get a chance this next week after Mild Madness to talk about everyone, but uh, we're just going to shoot from the hip today. So uh, Yeah, so we'll go in order of the races. So uh, we started off, and the JV top 10 girls set the tone for us. Um, first place, which is amazing. It's what we challenged our athletes to do. And they literally tied for first. And it's it's more special than just a first place, you know. Some first places are better than others. Yep. Uh, fifty-five points to fifty-five points. I'm sitting here looking at results. Our total time one forty-three twenty to Walton's total time one forty-three oh nine. We go seven. Well, first off, Walton goes three four five. Now I'm gonna tell you what's hard to understand in that race was. Walton and Milton's uniforms are pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time they come by, I just see five red jerseys, and I'm like, rut row, rut row, Scooby. So uh, Walton goes three, four, five, and then we go seven, 10, 11, 13, 14. Then Walton gets two girls in at 20 and 23. And at that point, I'm thinking, okay, you know, a couple points this way or the other. Travis, the coach at Walton's a good friend of mine. Actually rode bikes with him earlier today, and we were just kind of chatting about it. And it's fun to be on level with Walton because Walton's a very, very good team with a very rich history in cross country in our state. They're so good. They've they've been good since way back when Coach G was running high school cross country, and that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, the scores come out, and someone goes, "We tied," and I'm like, "What?" But the second I heard that we tied, I'm like, "It doesn't matter." Because our sixth girl was 16th. And that's four places better than their number four girl. So understanding here, when cross-country teams tie, it goes to the sixth runner. Our sixth runner was 16th. Their sixth runner, 32nd. 
we win. And we talk about this all the time as coaches, how not only every kid matters every race, but specifically in cross country, you're only as good as your number five in any given race. And number six and number seven can actually be the difference in winning a championship and not winning a championship. And that's what happened in this case. The other thing that was pretty interesting about this race for us, Coach, is that um, our team average was 20-39. Um, again, the Walton coach came up and talked to us in the race and said, how many other of the areas, there's four other areas, there's three other areas, so four total areas that qualify for state. How many other areas do you think our JV squads would have qualified for the state meet in? And the answer is all of them. And there's a pretty good chance our JV girls would win two out of the other uh, three out of the other three areas. So yeah. uh, that's pretty crazy. Well, I'm going to look at something here and just talk about the depth of what we put into this race looking at results. So um, in 16th was uh, Ma Mallory Luskus was 16th. She was six for us. Okay. So still in front of Walton's four. All right. Caroline Ashby, 17th. Still in front of Walton's four. Zoe Ordway, 18th. Still in front of Walton's four. So Walton's four comes in at 20th. Then Hannah Tillery, 23rd. Then Walton's 23rd finishing place, not scoring place, because once we get past our seven, they no longer score. But Walton's fifth actually finished 25th. So we put nine girls in front of Walton's number five. All right? A lot of depth. A lot of depth. Then let's drop down. Their six gets credit for 32nd place. Our 10th girl, Reagan Wells, in the race gets 32nd. All right? The actual finishing place for the Walton girl was 35th, scoring 32nd. We put 10 girls in front of their six. So when we talk about every last person matters, every last person matters. I agree. And we're going to – this is not something that – is just for this race. We're going to keep repeating this and repeating this because this happened all day. It did. So let's, uh, you want to move on to the JV guys? Yeah, ladies, before we move along, great job. We tasked you with winning that race. Uh, it was not going to be an easy win for us. And again, genuine effort for each other. Really proud of that. So on the JV guys, um, they played off of the momentum that the girls started. Um, another win, and this was a pretty big win for us. 26 points, uh, 32 points for second place South Forsyth, who on paper, prior to this meet, were supposed to mop the floor with us. Coach, there, I believe, we'll have to go back and look exactly, but I believe them to be the only JV team that beat our JV guys all season. I believe that's true as well. A team average of 17-11. So wrap your head around that. There are a lot of varsity. Man, I hadn't heard that number. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> there are a lot of varsity teams in this state that would love to have a varsity squad that could average 17-11. As a matter of fact, if you took our JV-10 crew and stuck them in the varsity race, they would have been eighth as a varsity. Oh, man. So there are other varsities within our same area that our JV guys would have uh, beat on the day. Wow. Pretty impressive. It's pretty cool, too. I mean, looking here at the team scores on mile split, if you look and it tells you the spread, by the way, the spread was 22 seconds. That's amazing. Mm. Packed and it up tight. Packed you were it talking up tight. earlier this year about how 25 seconds was like key. Like, if we could get to 25 seconds in any race, 
if we're near the front, we're going to be good. We're golden, and we were. And but the crazy thing is, is when you look at like your, your one, two, three, four, five. If you look at West and you look at South, you can literally count one, two, three, four. So I'm going one for us, two for South, three for us, four for South, five for us, six for South, seven for us, eight for South. And then our five guys were ten. Ours was tenth, and theirs was twelfth. Incredible. We wanted it more. That's what it came down to. Not not degrading their efforts because they're a great team by no stretch of his imagination. And probably somewhere deep in the depth for Zach and I, we still take a little pride in what they do because we spent time there trying to make that program something great. Zach spent sweat and equity into the actual team by running. I hope that I kind of took them to another level. And they've been great a long time. We want to beat them. But our, our guys just wanted it more. You wanted it for each other more. And uh, and that, a genuine effort. Yep. And so big shout out to Yash Bot who took the overall championship. He won by a uh, half a second. So finally, we had a JV guy who pulled it off yes. and managed to win one of those tight battles. Yash was fighting a little bit of knee problems this last week, didn't do a whole lot of running, um, so he was super fresh. Um, but to be able to take that team uh, overall individual championship is a pretty big deal. Definitely. I also think, too, this, this I mean, this is, again, this is going to be something that's happened all day, but you can show, you know, after telling you the different places between us and South, this just shows you how – well our kids have been trained in just course awareness where they're at place wise and what they need to do and again we're out there yelling at them to do something but it's just kind of i think we're just reiterating what they already know and they're actually going out there and doing it too yeah that belief in themselves and in each other's probably the key factor there um but again just looking at it you know we talked the other day about we are second all class in jv strength and the team that's first was not there. Um, you look at the scores, West 26, South 32nd, 90 points before you get to third place, 109 until you get to fourth place, Walton. And these these boys also were part of the cleanup crew, made the big mess of the record book. So we keep records for the fastest times running JV races. Yash goes to number one at 17 flat. Logan Rouse is number two all time at 17.04. Paul Griffin, number three on the list now all time at 17.12. Logan Comp number four all time at seventeen eighteen, and Evan Castellano number six all time at seventeen twenty three. They made just a big mess of the record book. <laughs> That's a cool mess to have. I'm Get sweeping up and cleaning and trying to fold clothes. It's uh, it's a disaster, Coach. It's great, uh, guys. Great job again. We tasked you with something big there. That was a big win. Um, definitely, Coach Griffith taught this last week about how you've got to have pride. You've got to have passion when you race. Your local teams right down the road, and uh, I triple dog dared them, Coach. <laughs> I busted out the triple dog dare. Well, they met your challenge. They sure friend. did. That's a lot of dogs. Up next, varsity girls race, which I got to tell you, I had a lot of coaches coming up to me about halfway through, going, "Coach, I so wish I had a pack like that." Oh my gosh, man! We, I was freaking out, freaking out, not just how well we were doing, but just and if you can see it from our eyes. Like from a coach's eyes perspective, to see a pack so freaking tight. Oh my, I was like, I mean, I got chill bumps thinking about it. That's like a coach's dream. And this is one of these things we've actually been talking to with some of the girls all year. And it became a little bit of an education factor. They felt like if they were running within three or four seconds or four or five strides of one another, that they were 
pack running. And we had to tell them that, no, 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 no. Pack running means you can literally reach out your hand and touch your teammate. And there really is a power in that. There's an energy that happens when there are people who you know and who you trust and who you've done workouts with week in and week out for months in a row and you're running along together with them and you feel like you can accomplish everything. And when, when our top five girls were running around like that early in the race, it definitely felt like it was going to be a good day. Well, a little backstory. Last year, the race goes off, and you know we talked earlier about how you, those races are electric. They'll go out super fast. We have a great area. Every team in our area is just good, top to bottom. And uh, I think you guys are going to see it here in a few weeks, uh, especially when you look at the podiums at the state meet. Uh, guy's side, uh, Brookwood might have something to say. Outside of that, it's probably going to be our area. On the girls' side, Marietta is going to have something to say about it. Outside of that, it's probably going to be the teams from our area. Uh, no disrespect to the other teams, but you look at numbers and realistically look at them, that's what they tell us. Uh, so last year, the race goes out crazy fast, and I go over to Coach Griffith after about a half mile, and you're laughing. Go ahead and tell it. Well, he, he <laughs> wanted me to talk him off the ledge because he was getting ready to find a cliff and jump off it. And I'm like, it's okay, Coach. Like They hit their split. They're where they need to be. They were just buried pretty far back in the pack as the race I went was, out so I fast. was a mess. Uh, I, if you don't know, I do not take these meets for granted. I went several years where we just couldn't we couldn't hit the right mix and we couldn't qualify for state. And uh, The day that we did, I, I kind of broke down. I actually cried in front of the team, and I told them I'd never take it for granted again. So I don't take the fact that we are a solid team and that we should do things for granted, and I – you know, I watched the girls come by half mile into the race, and I was very comfortable with yesterday's race right up front. And then the pack hung together forever. In fact, you know, the, the top pack had one or two runners in it, and then bam, there were our five. And I think you ladies fed off each other and that power of being together. And I know that several of you ran lifetime best. I know some of you went to a deep, dark place that you probably don't want to go back to. But I think there's some nutritional things we can work on there to fix that. Um, but without a doubt, as far as an area goes, that was uh, the best team effort I've seen. Yeah, so fourth place, 118 points, uh, 1951 team average, which is fifth on our all-time list. To put that into a little bit of perspective, three of those times that are in front of these girls on the all-time list – had someone named Liz Galarza in the front, like running high 17s. Low 18s, Which yeah. makes a big difference in how Huge those things difference. average out. But, uh, you know, a, a terrific uh, execution. Big shout out to, uh, uh, you know, all the girls. You talked about Caroline Coggin running herself into oblivion after the race was over. I was talking to her and I said, hey, kiddo. She was a little, you know, upset that she thought she could have helped the team if she hadn't fallen apart a little bit in the last couple hundred meters might have run a little faster time. And I said, hey, look, anytime you run yourself into the medical tent, all we knew is that you gave everything that you everything had on good. that day, and that's all we can ask for. So that was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, yesterday I was really proud of it. I've been talking to her all, all season about it. And, you know, we fought this battle last year in the spring, and she realized late that she is a great runner. Rachel Murray, super proud of you. You're realizing what you're doing. You know, uh, Back up there, you're talking about how all this stuff unfolded in the last couple hundred meters. We were out with about 300 to go. The three of us were together. And they came by us in a pack. It was Haley, uh, Rachel, and Ava all right together. I believe Ava and Haley were right next to each other, and Rachel was right behind them. 
20, me 20 meters back is uh, Caroline, and then not too far back of that was Izzy, and then right there was uh, Hannigan. Ashley, yeah. Ashley and uh, Rachel Sexton, and I'm like, man, this is great. They ran as a pack. They're going to finish as a pack. And apparently a lot of things changed between where we were standing and the finish yeah, line. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get to see it. <laughs> I got done, and someone's like, uh, meters hey, Caroline go. asked us if she finished the race. I'm like, what are you talking about? She passed me with like 300 to go. I'm like, perfectly fine. Like, she's rolling, looking great. Um, but what a team effort. Um, you guys, you girls are going to mess around, and you're going to pick up a trophy over at the state meet. Yeah, I want to give a little shout out to Rachel Sexton. She has been consistent all year. And one of the things was, was crazy. I was talking to her, I think it was last week, um, asking her, you know, how, how'd your race go? Actually, I think it was at Wendy's. It's like, how'd your race go? And she's just like, I really think I need to be more focused on that middle mile. And I was like, really? Because I could have never, I could have never guessed that, honestly. I mean, the way she looks, she looks, looks so determined. And, and, and for her to tell us that, I was like, this is why communication is so important because I would have never saw that in her. And for her to tell me that, that's great. And then the next race, went over there, she had a phenomenal race at Pickens, come up to her, and I was like, hey, how'd it go? And she's like, I think I did a really good job on that middle mile. I'm like, that's, that's all I can ask. Yeah, you and want athletes who do some self-reflection, who take what they're doing seriously, who try to figure out what they can do to make themselves better for the state of their team. And it's clear that we've got a lot of kids on our yeah. team who do that. And I can tell you, uh, <clears throat> there may be people outside of our area that look at us, and I mean – as, as late as last week, we weren't even ranked in the top 10, and we beat a couple teams that uh, were ranked in the top 10, and we're right up against some teams that are ranked in the top three or four. Those teams outside of our area may not have as much respect for you as those teams in our area, but I guarantee you the ones that matter and the ones that you're going to battle at state have a very healthy respect for you now, and those coaches realize exactly what you're capable of. So, uh Amazing job there. Congratulations on those athletes that ran lifetime PRs. I know our front three girls for certain ran lifetime PRs, and I believe that was Hannigan's lifetime PR. It was. And uh, others were not far off at all. Coggin was just off hers. Izzy just off hers, and I believe that was possibly Rachel Sexton's all-time uh, lifetime PR. So when you're rolling in and you're either that close or most of your team is running lifetime PRs, we're happy. Heck yeah. And uh, we talk about the split deal because that's really important, that one-to-five split. In this particular race, we were 28 seconds. So that's the second closest one-to-five split we've had all year. And, again, if we can do that over at Carrollton on that hilly course, uh, I'm going to – we will all be happy coaches here in a couple of weeks. Yep, definitely. Varsity guys, uh, almost the upset of the day. Oh. So close. Mile split would have been freaking out, I can tell you for sure. Because I, I, still I still think, think some they people are. are probably <laughs> surprised. Uh, number one all class. In fact, the ranker had even kind of made a note in their rankings that Sal Forsyth had asserted themselves as the clear favorite in the state. Yeah, well, the Forsyth County newspaper, as recently as last Friday, had a big article that suggested that they were kind of an unstoppable force. And they're really good. They're, they're great. Uh, in fact, you know, when we're close to them, that's kind of a benchmark. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Uh, yesterday, at about two and a half miles into that race, West Forsyth had South Forsyth in a headlock. Yeah, and we were coming off the top rope. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then we 
they got loose. <laughs> yeah, they did get loose. It they was close. If you don't know what we're referring away. to, Tyler Doty's uh, shoe got stepped on, and he struggled with trying to get a shoe on, which hindsight, as a coach says, I'm really glad he stopped and kept that shoe on and protected that foot. Um, we really don't, you know, we were looking at about 13 days headed into the state meet here, and uh, the fact that he's healthy and we still have a four-point deficit to make up here. But here's the deal. You make up that four-point deficit, and I'm not sure there's another team in the state that we have to beat to win a state title. It was pretty amazing. And, you know, the, the shoe thing, there's a lot of uh, lore in the history of running about shoes. So there was a guy who made the Olympic team one time in the 10,000 meters. He lost a shoe in the first couple of laps, and he ran 20-something laps on the track with one shoe on. Uh, South Africa, it's very normal for people down there to run without shoes. There's a famous lady named Zola Bud who ran really well in the Olympics who only she, has one shoe on. She was pretty good. I mean, has no shoes on. <laughs> and this is a teaching moment for our kids. We try to prepare them for everything. We talk to them about, okay, what happens if you fall down in a race? What happens if at the starting line somebody shoves you around a little bit? What happens this, that, and the other thing? So I guess here's the thing. You know, early in a cross-country race, you lose a shoe. It's probably in your best interest to take the time. Don't panic. Get your shoe back on. You're going to make up more ground over the entire race with that spike on. And particularly if the terrain's tough, it's gravel, it's stuff that's going to beat up your foot. Late in a race, assuming that you're on a course where there's not a whole lot of hazards, not sharp rocks or any of that sort of stuff, definitely any course where you're on grass, you just got to keep going. Like kick that thing off to the side and do the best that you can because you'll lose more ground stopping to try to find your shoe, untie it tie it back up and that sort of stuff but you know it is what it is and we live to learn to fight again again here in two weeks well you know i think this is the first time we've had some guys finish inside that individual qualifier at the area meet jeremy erickson sixth reese Cato tenth inside that but nobody nobody was prepared for who finished in 16th no, you could knock me over with a leaf at the beginning of the oh, season. Wait, this, this guy finished six in the open race, I believe you told me last year. He in did. In the open race. Six in the open race. Sixth in the open race last year. Uh, he ran 18-21, which was a really good race for him. Very great time. Great, great time. Minute 48 faster this season, Stephen Graffius. He was a... Stephen who? I, the whole rest <laughs> of the state right now is saying, Stephen who? 400-meter runner. He thought he was a 400-meter runner when we got him. Thought. Of course, of course, Liz Galarza thought she was a hurdler and a basketball player when the first day she walked into practice. Uh, he's he's a baby in, in uh, running age, Coach. He's about a year and a half old in running age. I, I'm just going to go ahead and call it. That's our run of the day. Definitely. Run of, the, run of the day. And he was running through the field. He was coming through like a freight train. Yes. As the race kept going on and he kept moving closer to the front, I was like, what in the world is Graffy is doing? Just just think in two weeks, it's it's 5,050 meters. He gets an extra 50 meters. What's he going to do inside that last 50 meters? I mean, it's like getting a gift <clears throat> at Christmas every time he came around us. Because we were in the middle of the course. So you don't get to see each end, right? It's too crowded on one end to see, and then they're in the woods in the other. And every time he came around, we're like, what? It's like we, it's like we yes. opened another door. All right, this time I'm going to open door three. No, this time I'm going to open door four. No, this time I'm going to open door five. So I went up to him before the race, and I, and I said, Stephen, at the end of the race, you're rolling through, guys. He said, okay, coach. I said, 
No, no, no. I said, at the end of the race, you are rolling through, guys. And other people are standing around. That's like, yeah, that's right. I said, you know what you're doing at the end of the race? Like, you're rolling through, guys. He's like, yeah, coach. <laughs> so with the, when we saw him, where were we, like 400 meters out? Yeah, yeah. There was a pack of still two or three up in front of him. And we were like, go get him, go get him. I saw him after the race. I said, Stephen, how'd you do with those guys at the end of the race? He said, oh, I rolled through them, coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to forget here. Josh Wedby is coming on strong, sixteen forty for fourth place there on our team. Uh, inside the top twenty, uh, Wedby, we're super excited about that. Uh, Trent Bell, another super solid performance, sixteen forty eight, twenty fourth overall. Um, that's man, that's that's. Freshman, that's freshman power right there. Yeah, yeah, and for making a mess of the record books, so that uh, the time for Jeremy sixteen twelve and change moves him up to number four all time, sneaks past his buddy Nick Lyons, so he'll have bragging rights uh, forever <laughs> in West Forsyth history. Cato's uh, still number six based off of what he ran at Pickens. Graphius is now number seven, goes in front of Nate Kimnitz, uh, Daniel Sexton, who's old school OG West Forsyth cross country lore, and. Fatty Matt Bissett. So <laughs> sliding into seventh place for Graphius. Wedby eleventh. He's, he's now square Bissett, because he's dude, he's he's jacked. He he's totally buffed. <laughs> yeah, so those guys are messing up my record book. And then you mentioned, of course, we've talked about them all season long. Trent Bell, his sixteen forty-nine now destroys our old time freshman record. And his average five K time for the year at seventeen eleven is faster than the old record. He's currently sitting on the leaderboard at the, the fifth fastest time on any course run by a freshman all classification in the state of Georgia. And you can't compare courses, and we all know that. Yeah, but you can compare freshmen. But you can yeah. compare freshmen. <laughs> yeah. that, that's uh, pretty special. So we're super proud of him. It's a very rare deal when a freshman will make a state team for 7A for varsity guys. And uh, Trent has – Done made a really big case to run himself onto that team for us. Uh, Tyler Doty at 33rd after all the issues he had, you know, he was somewhere up around 15th when he started having his issues. So you do the math there, there's a big difference if he holds together and does not have someone step on his shoe. He was having a great race to that point. Um, and then 48, Joey Voss still in the upper half of the field, 1727, which like you were just talking about, that's a great time. Yeah, yeah. If you're ninth grade, like that's a, I, I'll take a seventeen twenty seven ninth grader any year, please. We would have killed for one of those. Yes. Pretty much every year in the history of West Forsyth so, until now. So Joey, great job there. Great freshman year. Um, team and, and Clayton team average. Quite possibly not done it. Team average sixteen thirty. Ooh, no, number wow. two all time. We missed the all time uh, average by three seconds. Ugh. 1627 run by the uh, 2014 crew up at Wendy's of John Green, Brian Scoglin, Daniel Sexton, um, our good boy Will Harper, and Fatty Matty Bissett. So, Square Matt. Yeah, so Doty keeps the shoe on, and that record goes down, my friend. We were, uh, we were super close. Probably with John Green running under 16 minutes. It was. So, pretty impressive. Guys, great job. Uh, there's a pretty good gap back to third place there. That's going to be Milton. Brookwood will figure into that, but at the end of the day, the way it sits right now, four points away from South Forsyth High School, number one ranked team in the state. I was thinking yesterday driving home after we did our Moe's takeover, 
how cool is it that you know quite possibly two teams going to fight it out at the state meet right at about five miles apart from each other yeah <laughs> that's kind of cool pretty nuts Forsyth County Center of the Cross Country Universe for yes. 7A hey uh one shout out here real quick I know he's not on our team uh Callan Gizelbach uh senior over at Central High School we see him periodically in the summers when we're training together good on you young man because when that gun went off yesterday you're like hey guys I'm going so if you want to run with me, you better get on the train because it's and it's going to be the pain train. He shot out the gun quick. Yes, and, that was uh, one of those Japanese bullet trains, Clayton. That's not like the ones we've got here in the states. It, it was gone. He ran somewhere right around fifteen forty. Good job, congratulations. Uh, always proud of people from our county running really well. And then two North Forsyth guys get in to the state meet as individuals. Our good friend Jimmy Searles moved over there. Caleb Hall getting third, running sixteen oh eight. And then his teammate, Josh Gunk, runs 16-23 to get 11th. Uh, proud of our county. Yeah, Caleb had that pain face on from about half a mile into the race. I, yeah. You could tell that that guy wanted it. There was oh, some warning. Yeah. Well, you know, those guys were pretty smart not to try to go trace Callan because he just kind of said, I'm out. Deuces. You want to go <laughs> race with me, you better go. And anytime you can watch something like that, it's pretty impressive. But at the end of the day, it's most impressed with West Versailles cross country. Hey, and looking at these spreads, too, we have the tightest spread out of all the teams. And then Lambert with the second tightest spread and then South having the third tightest spread. That's going to be the difference, I think, too, when it comes to the state meet because it's much bigger. If you have a tighter spread, you're going to be the one that scores the, the least points. Yeah, 36 seconds. That's the best that we've done since our two-mile time trial at the beginning of the season, and that was only a two-mile race. So that's pretty phenomenal. Yep. Good stuff. On to the JV Girls Open. JV Girls Open. So, you know, the, the train just kept rolling along. There was a Japanese bullet train going on in the JV Open race, and they were wearing West Forsyth jerseys. Just so everybody knows we won every JV race at the meet. I just want everybody to know that. In case, in case you didn't know, we won every JV race <laughs> there was to win. And we missed that perfect score by three points here. 18 points, uh, which is Phenomenal. The the girls averaged twenty two oh four, and they were led by an eighth grader, one of the products of Coach Dave Erickson's One of the many crew. products of <laughs> Coach Dave Erickson. Thank you, Dave. They just keep coming. Jade Lopez, uh, 21-20. We're starting to develop a habit of winning that open race, and we're doing it with eighth graders last year. My own daughter, Hannah Tillery, uh, 20-49. Only reason I remember that, she's my daughter. Uh, and then Jade goes out and runs 21-20. And, you know, I'm not sure that Jade quite had the running experience that Hannah had going into that race. I could talk to her about some things yesterday, and even though I have not coached her hardly at all, if at any, um, she would respond to the things you said. So it was quite impressive, and we were looking forward to bringing her into the fold. And what about Jenna Burrow? Just goes out front and, hey, I'm supposed to lead, so I, I've won before. I might as well go to the front now. She led the first part of the race. And, you know, for a, a girl like her, as, as a freshman coming in, who's played multiple sports but doesn't have really any cross-country background, she's not one of the kids who's done a lot of junior Wolverines. She was a sprinter on the, the middle school track team. Vickery Creek. Vickery Creek, fast, like low 60s. Like 62. She can, yeah, 62. So she's got some good wheels. 
But cross country is a completely different thing. 5K is a long way from 400 meters. And for her to have that confidence to jump out there and lead that race almost from the gun and carry that lead for a really long time. And then when she got challenged late for that second spot to be able to hold it off and stay strong through the end, I was super impressed. It's exactly what we talked about the night before at the pasta dinner about having the courage. And then the only regret you're going to have is on the chance that you never took. And you don't want to leave a race saying, oh, but if only I could have done more. I really believe she did what she could do on the day, and I'm super proud of her. Very yeah, proud. I was I was most impressed by her ability to hold off the Milton girl. The Milton girl had made a valiant effort to close that gap, and she got close to her, and basically she, uh, and that's my computer about to die for the second time. Sorry about that. Uh, she made, just made a great move to fend her off and not really fall in the trap of someone else's race, but to be on offense and not defense. Uh our fifth girl, sixth place, was in front of Milton's second place, and nobody else could touch. Yeah, so Julia, place. Rocky, um, Addison Ginter, Jana, all on the top ten. Just lots of West jerseys in the front. We have the deepest uh, high school girls cross-country team in the state. There's really no doubt about that in my mind. Shout out to Julia Husted. She's struggled with some breathing issues this year. And uh, quite possibly the best offensive race I've seen her run as far as always being on the attack. If I asked her to do something, she did it. She was able to just physically respond right away. But again, just another example of that genuine effort of Julia being able to give her efforts, her energy to the team. And that was quite impressive. I was really proud of her. Addie Licati coming back from what she has. Rocky had a really good race. Raquel, if we will. <laughs> uh, love you, Rocky. Uh, but yeah, those top five ran really good. Jana, Jana being right there. Um, Kylie Howen had another good effort. Yeah, her best race of the year by far. And that, that was another case of here's a senior who's run a lot of cross country, and she decided on her last race she was going to go out with a bang instead of a whimper. So, Kylie, we're really proud of you. You, you, had a little bit of an issue with going out a little too hard in races and then having a big fade, you did it just right this time. So uh, congratulations. Good on you. That's a, that's a good way to walk away from it. Uh, real quick, three more people in there I want to talk about. Uh, Addison Ginter, Sophia Slavov, and Kendall Shade. All three of them slipping right under the lettering time right there at the end. You challenged. I believe we're now going to set a record. For number of girls lettering. We did, uh, Coach. 27. Best 20, we've ever done. And a minute quicker on our lettering standard than we've ever had. So we raised the bar, and you responded. So that's amazing. Uh, again, you killed it. Yep, good stuff. <laughs> Ran them in the ground, if you will. Uh, 18, 41, 99, 99, 139, and it just goes down from there. But again... On top of the standings, West Forsyth High School. Yep. And we carried that momentum over into the final race of the day. Got a little bit of rain off and on throughout the day. The cloud cover, you know, remained. It never got super cool. We didn't have actually ideal racing conditions. It, it could have been 10 or 15 degrees cooler if you wanted biologically the coolest weather of the day. But the last race of the day, JV Open, um, again, our guys, first place. This is a race we should not have won. I mean, on paper. Yep. On paper, a race we should not have won. Uh, it looked like on paper the Lambert was going to be the team here. And uh, and it ended up us uh, first with 39 points, and Milton snuck in there for second with 45 points. So great effort. 
Uh, those guys averaged 1833. <laughs> so this is a little different than even most open races, right? Because they took 10 in JV. So instead of working from your second, your third group of seven, in this case, you're back to your number 18. So when you've got enough depth to where the first five in that that style that can race, average under lettering time can average yeah. under lettering time, that's pretty nuts. Um, led by Nate Barber. Nate, I talked to you after the race, and I said, imagine how good you'd be if you'd done some summer miles. And you shook your head, and you said, yeah, coach, I know. I hope that lights a fire in you. I hope that you finally understand what sort of potential that you've got in you that the good Lord put in you. Um, congratulations on getting a win. And it was a narrow win, too. You only won by a couple of uh, tenths, and, and uh, good job getting that win. I mean, they, they were coming back around for the third time, and I looked at them, and I was like, and uh, I was like, you could possibly win this race if you want to. It's just on if you want to. And, you know, we and, were talking at that point. He tried making two or three moves to get away. Yeah. He fought and fought and fought, and it paid off, and it definitely paid off. Hey, Nate, you won the open race. We're just going to remind you again, the guy who finished 16th in the varsity race yesterday was sixth in the open race last year. So, hey, dude, sky's the limit for you. Maybe top ten next year. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Crazier things have happened. His yeah. name is Stephen Graffius. Crazy good pack running there. We went 8, 9, 10, 11 with Reese Maheski, Jameson Spillers, Jared Garrett, and Gavin Sapp. Uh, that was pretty good. That's a great race from Jared Garrett. And first time lettering efforts by Gavin and by Jameson kind of sneaking under the standard. So that was uh, good work for them as well. I have to slide around here by, by Scott. My computer finally said it was done. <laughs> so too much goodness. Gonna start singing the Carpenters Close to You song here in a minute. It'll too be bad. Too too much cross country goodness has crashed Tillery's computer. Absolutely. Uh, man, just a great effort. Again, genuine effort for each other. There's not much else can be said, top to bottom. Uh, yeah, and a couple other people who snuck in there with some lettering times. Andrew Stuhler. So here's the deal with Andrew. I've been on Andrew for two years now about saying, dude, you've got more potential in you than what you're showing in races. And you joke back at me about like, yeah, coach, I know. Yeah, coach, I know. I could tell you were actually trying in this one because you look like a completely different human being. Your form was completely different. Your face was completely different. Your effort was completely different. And after the race, you said, hey, coach Griffith, I finally tried. Why'd you wait two years to try, Andrew? But I'm, I'm proud that you finally did and you got a lettering time out of it. And then another big shout out to one of our senior captains, Brandon Clark. Finally snuck underneath the lettering time at 1851. Brandon, I knew you were going to do it. Super proud of you for getting that done. Yeah, there's there's not much else more you can say. Just we, we dominated that race. I mean, it looked good. So that's it for the wrap-up. I think the, you know, four team victories out of six total races, an almost shop, shocking upset on the boys' varsity side, and a solid qualifying, excellent team run by the varsity girls. You know, I said to the, the other coaches here earlier in the day, it's like, what would happen if all of a sudden your cross-country dreams came true on a day? And they actually did. So yeah, it was amazing. Well exceeded our expectations. And not that we even had any, because now we're going into the state meet, there are no expectations. You just yep. get out there and you just pound it. And, yep. and whatever comes out of it, you're going to do well. So speaking of the state meet, Clayton? Uh, yeah, here we go. So 8 a.m. Saturday, November the 3rd, our boys are going to line up. 
and race for a state title. And so our 30, well, no longer 32 teams, I guess it would be 27 other teams. We're down to 28, right? Uh, 24. So 23 other well, Maybe I can't count anymore. <laughs> our I'm brains sorry. are just fried from all the goodness. Well, only number that matters to me is one. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, our guys are going to line up at 8 a.m. Uh, over at Carrollton Middle School. You'll see it listed as Carrollton Elementary School, Carrollton Middle School. Uh, all three schools are right there together, including the high school. Uh, you'll want to be there early. They don't wait to shoot the gun over there. We will start on time. Um, and then 45 minutes later, 8.45 a.m. will be the girls' state championship. And, you know, uh, I'm pretty good friends with Coach Andy Carr over at Milton. And uh, he texted me earlier just before you guys got here and was really impressed with us, talked about how great of a job that our team did top to bottom. And they're, they're a good, pretty good program. They've, they've been the one running, you know, things top to bottom lately. And to get that comment from him was great. And I just kind of texted back to him. I said, yeah, I said, I believe our area teams are going to go do some trophy hunting. So we are uh, trophy hunting here in two weeks with both squads. Hey, if you're on the team and you're not on the course, there is an expectation that day. We will have buses at the school. I'll get the time out to you. But the expectation is you're at the state meet. We talked about this on day one. It's part of completing your season. It's part of fulfilling a commitment to your teammates. Those people that step on the course and race are going to need you there. Us as coaches, we're going to need you there. And to be honest, I believe you're getting ready to see some serious West Forsyth cross-country history. I think you need to be there. I think you want to be part of it. And when we succeed, I talk about it all the time, I'm upset when you're not there, and mainly it's because you're not there to enjoy the great things that you guys are able to achieve together. We need you there. We want to also encourage um, alumni. We want to encourage family. We want to encourage friends. Like We need as many people out there cheering for our, our team as you possibly can. And I'll say this to the parents. If you have an athlete on the team who you think it someday may run at the state meet, even if your child isn't going to be racing on Saturday, you should come and witness this. It's unlike any other cross-country race we've had during the entire year. Even all the big, crazy, carnival-type cross-country races, this one has a completely different atmosphere to it. And just if you're at least the tiniest bit fan of running as a sport, you want to be there to witness this. It's pretty special. Definitely. And all year, there's been on multiple occasions, um, whether it's awards or whether you know we're just being loud, we are the loudest team in the state. And I can probably question that. We're probably the loudest team in the country because <laughs> I we're, like it. We're, I like big, it. We're, we're, we're a big team. We're loud. We love each other. And we've had multiple people giving, an, uh, giving awards out that just, I mean, they're annoyed by having to say West Forsyth every time. And, and, and I don't Pickens, want Pickens, that. He to, wouldn't say West Forsyth. No, he wouldn't. He would he hold wouldn't. the microphone out and from, and we go, West Forsyth. So we need to go out there and give them a reason to do the same thing over and over again. So I sure, I sure would like to hear our name called out a couple times over on that softball field here in a few weeks because that's where awards are. Yeah, a lot of times before sporting events, people wish you luck, and we like to joke in cross country that there's no such thing as luck. It's about hard work, effort, determination, great attitude, and I don't think we need any luck next Saturday, a week from Saturday. Yes. Uh, so be on the team bus. Get in your cars, be there, guys, 8 o'clock, girls, 8.45, and let's just, let's go make a wreck of everything again. Let's go make a big mess for Coach Griffith yeah, to clean up. I'm, I've got the broom out. I'm ready to, let's, to let's do it. the mess. Hey, uh, nutrition tip of the week. Don't make any changes 
that are major all at once. Take your time if you're going to change something. Change one thing at a time. Don't go in and say, okay, well, I'm going to get rid of all sugars out of my diet. Or I'm going to go in and I'm not going to eat any carbohydrates. Because your body's used to operating at a certain level. And it serves, it's used to burning fuel a certain way. And when that's absent, it starts burning other things instead. And sometimes it's not burning things that are very good and healthy for you. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things is that you just have to, um, the body likes to work like a clock. You get into a situation to where it wants to sleep at the same time, it wants to be awake at the same time, it wants you to eat the same times, do the same things, and you function best if you're doing things consistently over time, like I mean, running consistently. Yeah, it's, like, yeah it's, it's the same as training. You know, it's If you want to sit there and add a bunch of miles all of a sudden, you're going to get hurt. And if you just decide to stop running for a little while and try to get back into it, um, you know, it's, it's not going to be there like it was. So it's just being consistent and making sure that you're not making huge jumps. One other quick hint, just a reminder to the kids who uh, made that top 13 list and have a chance to run at the state meet. Let's um, wash your hands a lot at school. Um, stay away from hanging around with your friends that are, you know, got bad colds and all that other sort of stuff going on. You shouldn't be paranoid about it, but don't put yourself into situations where you're going to be increasing the chances of you getting a nasty cold between now and the state meet because you don't want to have that kind of a setback. And, and lots of fluids. Just make sure you're getting the water in because weather is getting a lot nicer and you're not going to necessarily think about it as often. Um, but make sure every now and then, like every morning I come in, I bring. I have a Powerade for, uh, for me in the morning and a water by, by second period. And then I just kind of sip on it throughout the day. And uh, I've, you know, being the consummate warrior I am, I've already looked at the weather forecast and it's looking pretty nominal. You know, right now there's actually rain forecasted for two weeks out. I, I, I believe that will change. But uh, we're looking upper 50s, lower 70s through the day. So, we're not looking at anything where we're going to go over there and it's going to be 30 degrees, I don't think, or 40 degrees. It's very rare we get over there and have that. But I don't think we're going to have what we had last year. We went over there and it was close to 80 degrees when we ran uh, in the afternoon. So don't make any major changes. Don't make it all at once. Slowly change things. Make sure your body adjusts. That's our nutritional tip of the week. Uh, Wednesday. It's time, Coach. It's time for Mile Madness. <laughs> Uh, everybody usually has a great time with us. We're looking forward to it. Uh, probably going to turn on some tunes and get everybody down the track. Remember the one rule we have for spectators. You cannot sit in the bleachers. You have to be down on the track. Um, we're going to have some kids ripping and roaring around the track. For a majority of our athletes, this is going to be our last practice of the year. Um, again, if you're... Uh, Involved in another sport, we expect you to go ahead and start that sport. If you're not in the top 12 uh, athletes, um, you folks got to stick with just cross country only until we get through the state meet. Um, but everyone else, just uh, be at practice when you can this week. On Monday and Tuesday, we're just going to have some easy running for you, maybe some striders. And then uh, Wednesday, we're going to kick the tires and light the fires. And I'm afraid, Coach, that they're going to make a mess again here because last year the 10th the fastest guy ran 5.02 and the 10th fastest girl ran 5.57. And I don't see any way they're not going to mess That's, up my record book again, Clayton. It is getting erased. You definitely need a vacuum. It's getting erased. So Wednesday night, October 24th, 7 p.m. in Wolverine Stadium. The Heats uh, are going to go along. Uh, 
the open heat will be last for the parents and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and uh, whoever wants to run will have that final heat open. Uh, Scotty G, you gonna make it? Oh yeah, I'll be there. Scotty G is gonna be there running the mic. We're gonna have. Some I would not miss my madness, inter- coach. Interviews as usual uh, with lots of heavy breathing because he, he likes to mess <laughs> with them and not give them time to recover. He's over there talking to them. And they're like, and. I just ran, you know, like a 20-second mile PR. But, uh, again, everyone's welcome to race. All spectators <laughs> must be on the track. Dress up. Athletes, dress up if you want. When you come in and you step on the track to run, uh, have that costume to where it's down to something you can perform in. Uh, I know for a fact, I have seen it with my own eyes, my daughter has something special planned for her final mile madness this Wednesday night. It's pretty special. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty special. So uh, looking forward to that. And you never know what one of the coaches is going to bust out with. Uh, never know. I've got quite a bit in my repertoire up there. I mean, to I've show seen, up having fun. I've seen Clayton Tillery in, like, the Team Kenya one-piece bodysuit before, and it's not, it sort of burned into my memory. <laughs> you, you don't want to see that again. Yeah, I ran sub-five in that, that Thank you. <laughs> hey, we might even have some of these kids – PR in the mild twice this fall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. So hey, uh, that's kind of a wrap on area. We are what a great day, uh, amazing. That's all I can say. Uh, it was an honor to be your coach on that day. Uh, there's not many times you go into those meets and you walk away feeling so happy and so content. I know at one point yesterday, uh, my wife goes, "You're not saying much about the meet this week," and. And usually, I, you know, you won't stop talking. You're all blabbing about it and just you keep talking about it. And I'm like, I'm just happy and content. And that's all, all there was about that. So uh, top to bottom, great job. Zach, you got anything? I mean, this was my first season here at West, and I couldn't be more blessed or honored to be able to coach such a wonderful group of kids and to be on such a, a coaching staff that, you know, just really has welcomed me in and has been just incredible experience. And I'm excited to stick around. Y'all haven't run me away, so that's nice. Um, but uh, I really do appreciate everything that y'all have done for uh, me this season and just for each other. So it's, uh, it's awesome to be able to call uh, y'all family. Hey, also thanks to Coach John Jordan. Thanks to Michelle Heindel. Thanks to Fran Erickson. Dave Erickson has stepped in and helped us quite a few times this year. We really appreciate him. Tent crew, you're amazing. You're no longer state famous. I, you're worldwide famous in my book. Yep. Can't uh, can't underestimate that. Appreciate you. Snack folks for having us uh, our athletes something to eat at the races and chocolate milk for recovery afterwards. Uh, kudos to you for providing for our team. And most of you don't know what I'm about to say, but shout out to Fran Erickson. Fran Erickson's the best coach. Thank you for the victory cokes all season. <laughs> she yes. didn't bring my victory coke. She's fired. <laughs> that that. <laughs> That Victory Coke tastes better than anything else I've had all season, hands down. Best Victory Coke. Thanks to all the parents that drove over, showed up. I know I stopped by and talked to the starter one time, and and my mother was there talking to her, and mom always makes a point to talk to uh, that lady who starts the races, which I love. She's a great starter. And uh, she, I said, is this lady bothering you? And the starter looked at me and goes, hey, you see this lady? You see me? We run these meets. <laughs> so, uh, Mom, thanks for coming out. My in-laws showed up to watch Haley's last race, watch Haley's first area race. Uh, families, we appreciate you all so much. Uh, good to see Mark and Lisa Tyler there this weekend. I've been seeing them. Such good friends, uh, such good supporters of mine since I started in Georgia. And, uh, hey, so last couple things. 
Uh, we're going to flood that Instagram here in the next few weeks. Uh, that's WFHSXC. We're going to run that Twitter, WFHSCC. The reminds at K6H7A will be detailing what's going to happen with the state bus. We're probably going to try to do some periscoping this week on our Twitter from Mile Madness. Probably even a little live stuff from the state meet. You know the podcast is the run. We've had a great time doing this. It is not over. Uh, we're going to practice next Saturday at Webridge Park. Um, I know some of you folks are going to go to Foot Locker. We're going to have some information out about that real soon. That's a Saturday after uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, keep coming out. Keep practicing with us. That's legal till the season's over. But uh, we're going to run a podcast that day. We're going to recap Mild Madness. We're also probably going to – we'll have seen all the areas. We're going to give a rundown of the state meet. Uh, we'll also have one after the state meet. And if I know us, we're going to meet probably once a month and still do something over – the winter months just to keep you guys headed in the right direction for track. Yeah, and I'd be I'd be weird if I couldn't sit down by the ping pong table in the basement. I mean, what's yeah. wrong with the ping pong table? It's great, man. It's got a great view of the backyard. So good. We, we get to watch uh, the screen over here. We're usually watching football or NASCAR as we're prepping our stuff. So, um, Shout out to Chase. Shout out to Chase Elliott. Georgia boy <laughs> winning the day. Pretty excited about that. Dawsonville right up the road. And then, uh, hey, if you've got any suggestions – WFHSpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, the one tip we got from Mr. Cato this year was a nutrition tip of the week, and it's a very appropriate thing. We were pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, thanks again for everything. We've enjoyed it. We're headed to Mild Madness. We're headed to state. Thank Qualified you. again, boys and girls. <laughs> we're going to state. We're going to state. We're headed out. We'll talk to you soon.